This is the Growth Mindset Podcast with Ronald Hunt, where we take the research and writing of Carol Dweck and apply it to your life. We will break glass ceilings in education, government, and business through best practices. If you are ready to change your culture, we will show you how. As many of you know, my two-by-two marriage challenge is finished. I'm very proud of it, and I'd love to share a sample with you. Just email me at ron at idu-idus.com, and we'll send that to you. One. All right. We are back with all of you again, and we're looking at uh, Dr. Carol Dweck and her book, Mindset. And this is Mindset in Terms of Relationships in Love or Not. Or not. Okay, so it's relationship week part two, man. This is this is the first time we've broken up an episode into two parts. So that's yes. that's exactly how important that this chapter is. There's Absolutely. a lot there's a lot to cover and we're gonna dive right in. Absolutely. Let's say you're having an argument with your significant other. Not that that's ever happened to us, are Oh goodness. So if you have the fixed mindset, you might be inclined to say it's my fault or it's your fault. Let's just take a minute remind you that either of those statements is going to cause hurt mm-hmm. and probably not going to fix the situation mm-hmm. one or both of you mm-hmm. are upset about. Mm-hmm. While I'm all about blaming and changing the process that got us here, let's look at Dweck's alternative. Do you remember this? I do. I do. She blames... Who does she blame? Do you remember? Maurice. 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 And I, 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 said, I said her avatar because Maurice for me is... A magical name in music, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire grew up at the time of Earth, Wind, and Fire, and so I remember Maurice White, the late Maurice White. So yes, you know, not to belabor something that uh, is probably has no relation to this, but it's just a thought that I have when I hear Maurice, and maybe it'll help somebody to remember, you know, this more than just you know, glazing by it. Is isn't that interesting? Because I was kind of taken aback by using a man's name for yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't you use well, like? A name that could go why either way. Maureen or, uh, or, or Catherine. Well, how about if you use Jean? Because yeah, Jean could be universal. Uh, I mean, yeah, could be female or male, yeah, right? It's unisexual. We, 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 I like to say androgynous. Mm-hmm. So, okay. but let, let, let's let's circle back. Uh, her technique does diffuse the fight and inject some humor. Mm-hmm. So, in my house, we are always laughing, especially after disagreements. And the sooner we laugh, the better off we are. So I I like this, but she actually goes just a little bit deeper. Yes. So she takes it back to the fact that she blames her mom for not loving her. Mm -hmm. And we've we've all been there, or we we have friends who've had difficulties with their parents. So her feelings of resentment from childhood certainly influenced her marriage. Just as having a crazy ex is a cross we sometimes carry into our new relationship. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I remember saying to my, my, current, my current and, and improved wife, uh, mm-hmm. I said, what makes you think I would ever do such a thing? And she had to think about it, and she said that her ex did that. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I, I've done nothing to, to do that. So, so don't always just assume that people have that fixed mindset. It can be partly based on their past experiences. So, 
So let's let, let's let's see if we can if we can um, we can we can take it like one step further. Okay. All right. Go for it. Now here's a disclaimer. You do not have to tell your abusive ex-husband or stepfather directly that you forgive them, if they are a narcissist or an ongoing danger to you. Mm -hmm. You do need to release it somehow, though. You need to journal it or go to the corner of your living room and 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 have an act of forgiveness. What does the Bible tell us about this art? About forgiveness? Yes. And vengeance and all that stuff. And oh, all of that, all, that, all that that's a huge topic. In, in the Lord and all of it is to be given to him. Right. He he will show us the way through. That's right. So there are present and future events that will play out better for you once you do this. Correct. I mean, I've heard people say even, you know, take and write the stuff down on a piece of paper, tear the paper up, and if you don't have a fireplace to put it in, just go outside and scatter it to the wind. Once you realize what it is that you need to uh, ask for forgiveness for or to get off of your chest and release, uh, there, there's all kind of ways and techniques to do it. Uh, burning can be cathartic. Mm -hmm. there, there, do not do this inside your house. That's no. a great point, Art. Yes, yes. <laughs> unless, unless you have that fireplace. If you've got a fireplace, you can, you can do it. Yeah. yeah. Don't create a fire in a, in a hazardous way or a hazardous condition. So by doing this, Carol did this. She, she kind of forgave her mom. It was a little bit uh, difficult. And after that, the growth mindset not not only gave her her mom back, but actually a new and improved and different mom. And that's what we're getting at here. We're getting at the point that through this, if you can find your way, we we, are, we want to encourage you again. We've probably said this a half a dozen times to get the book and read the book and draw things out of it for, for yourself. We're just covering the high points. But through the, her transformation from a recognized fixed mindset to one that realized what the growth mindset was and could do for her, she was able to, you know, uh, th there was this redeeming value that came. And that's what we're getting at. We're getting at this because we care about people. We care, obviously, Ron and I care about each other, but we care about people. and We want you to have and, and, and uh, enjoy your best life. And so by doing that and by get, getting hold of these tools, you can get there. You can get on the road to uh, your best life. Now, if you have this problem with, with your family and your relationship, this one one topic is worth the price of buying this book. Absolutely, it is. And, we'll, and there are others today we're going to get to. It's just a, she's such a cool author, and I'm just very, so... Very, very, very... Uh, I want to say shrewd, but that's not really a good word, but she's very smart about how she, you know... Presents. It's a, it's a great presentation. It's it's phenomenal, and it, it, it kind of has been building to this point. Mm -hmm. All these previous chapters that we've discussed, if you want to go back and listen to those episodes, we would love for you to do that. It brings you to this point where we are now having life-changing moments. And this is very, very powerful for for hopefully all of you out there. And it's, it's giving you to your destiny, and it's making you useful to humanity as well. You know, a fixed mindset and angry and upset with people really, you know, puts the puts you in, in, in the square box that gets you nowhere. So 
it can really be any relationship. It can be you and your children. It can be you and your brother. It mm -hmm. can be mom or dad, mm -hmm. your boss. It, boss it, yeah. mm -hmm. So, I mean, this has been a very long story to get to a very simple conclusion. The growth mindset lets you rise above blame, mm -hmm. understand the problem, mm -hmm. and try to fix it together. It's just so, so powerful. Yeah, so exactly. um, she gives a couple examples. Susan and Martin. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to tell us about Susan? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Susan and Martin, they were you know, basically superstars in their relationship. And they, and they received all the praises whenever they were in public. Um, you know, they, they, were, they, they were the marquee uh, American family. Uh, and, you know, what happened? Uh, what, what happened here is that whenever they went out, because she had a little bit more prestige, everybody gave her all the attention. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she didn't see fit to say, I could never do this without my husband's taking care of the kids, taking care of the house, making sure the oil got changed in the car, and supporting me and, and believing in me when other people didn't. So over time, he felt diminished, mm -hmm. and resentment began to grow. And resentment is the worst thing that can happen in any relationship. It is. It is. So she, she almost, she didn't, she didn't consciously do it, but the relationship suffered because of this. Right. So whenever we start a relationship, we're going to encounter someone who is different from us on one... Always. Or every level. Almost always. Yeah. Uh, you've heard opposite attracts. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they do. Mm -hmm. But we might be unprepared on how to navigate this challenge. Right. Which is one of the reasons I'm such a proponent of premarital work. Uh, one of God's greatest gifts, I often say, is man to woman and vice versa. But I always follow that with, but as we know, God also has a sense of humor. <laughs> exactly. He really does. So in a good relationship, people must develop this skill set. And once we do, both partners grow and the relationship deepens. You see how that works? Mm -hmm. We need to develop that feeling of team, though. Sometimes fate brings us a perfect partner. And, that, and that's the thing she talked about earlier. She says, you know, and you know, I, I refer to it as tripling down. When you can blame, you can blame yourself, you can blame the other partner, and you can blame the relationship. But if you grow the relationship, the other two becomes insignificant. Exactly. We can always grow as, as in, if we grow as individuals, the relationship will be stronger. Yeah, what I, what I call singling up. Single up, you go to the positive of, of, of the relationship itself because it's a great place to go and a great place to be. It reinforces my theory of the virtuous circle of win-win-win. So, um, did yelling or pouting ever really get a partner what he or she wanted? Maybe temporarily. Mm -hmm. So in a relationship, each partner ends up needing and to help the other do the right thing they want to do and become the partner they need to be. This is the growth mindset. And so, so powerful. So one of my favorite lines from the chapter, and if you're creative, would make a fine pillow or a poster in your home, the point of marriage is to encourage your partner's development and have them encourage yours. Exactly. It's almost like my hand is for her and her hand is for me. And we work each other out. And that is the sound of a mic dropping. <laughs>
so, so, so very cool. Okay. Uh, if we help our partner within and outside our relationship, we will both prosper. Our perfect partners soothe us and smooth our rough edges. Totally growth mindset in action. So here's a concept for everybody out there. Let's start treating our partners as our best friends. Mm -hmm. Would you yell at your bestie or act coldly? Never. No. We, we always look to our best friends to reassure us and vice versa. Correct. We need and honor that relationship. Yeah. Absolutely. To reassure us when we're weak and congratulate us when we succeed. Mm -hmm. Those are the people that we need to run with. So we've all had to let people, even people we considered friends, go. Who only hung with us because it made them feel better about themselves. I know I've had to do this. But I do try to identify it quicker these days. There are people who actively make us feel bad about ourselves. I've learned that these tend to be people who are insecure on some level. And it makes them feel superior to see us lower. And um, how many people out there have acquaintances like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're really using you in some manner to confirm their own self-worth. And with friends like that, Art? Who needs enemies? Oh, not us. So if you can learn to le lean and turn to your partner when times are good and bad mm -hmm. and have those positive outcomes, chances are you're on the right path. Correct. So let's let's dive into shyness. Because shyness. I, 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 this, yeah. this is a point. If you are a shy person with a fixed mindset, this is going to blow your mind. It is. It is. It is. And I, I, was, I was hanging on every word of this when I... Uh, went through the text and, and was reading. So yeah, let's 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 get into this. And I was really looking forward to this uh, part of our of our talk, uh, only because it's so powerful and so valuable. And there are a lot of people that fit into this category of, of being shy. I mean, there's times when I was shy about certain things. Um, in athletics, I wouldn't shy at all. I'd hit somebody and knock them lay out. But you know, maybe in some parts of my studies or in some parts of my social interactions, I was not quite as outgoing as I needed to be. So, so know, we all have points of this that we need to understand and realize where it fits. So as, as regular listeners know that I'm also reading another book right now. I'm reading Jack Canfield's The Success Principles. Yes. And he actually says that if you get to the age of 55, your confidence level is much higher because of your failures. And because you've learned what you have to do to keep going, to go around, to go through, to, to persevere. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, the, with, with the shyness and the self-confidence angle, I, I, I don't want to say that it gets easier as you get older, but with the growth mindset it does. So this is going to be the fixed mindset, growth mindset discussion about shyness. Right. And we're going to take it a step further. I'm going to give you a personal example uh, in a little bit about my wife being an introvert mm -hmm. and me being an extrovert and mm -hmm. how, how this pandemic has actually helped her in some way because she gets to spend more time at home. She doesn't have to be anxious around the public, clerks, waiters, etc. Mm -hmm. But I can't 
do that. I've got, I've got to stay involved. I'm doing more Zooms. I joined online challenges. I'm teaching a course. I started this podcast. Mm-hmm. I crave that human interaction. So the secret sauce here is that we do not have to be together 24-7 if both our needs are being met. How important are it is it that you both have outside interests in your relationship? I think it's extremely uh, important. Everybody comes to the relationship uh, and they bring themselves to it, but then at the same time, they're an individual, but at the same time, there is this thing called the relationship that exists because the two of them are together. Uh, And so being um, in the relationship and being individual are still essential. Absolutely. Absolutely. So breaking it down with the fixed mindset, if you're if you're shy, you're going to feel judged. You're going to feel self-conscious. You're mm-hmm. going to feel anxious. Mm-hmm. But if you're shy with a growth mindset, social interactions were not impaired in any of the studies. They would wait for the right minute and jump into the conversation with the knowledge they had. So even though they let other people go first, it did not hold them back. They were not, they, they did succeed. So if you're a shy person with a fixed mindset, you might never excel. And for this reason alone, that should be enough for you to commit to change. Boom. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, you know, and, and being uh, that this is about making good transformations, uh, you know, I can't say that there's, you know, I don't want to want to make the excuse that there's nothing wrong with being shy, but there's nothing wrong with any mistake that you make until you, and, and, the, and as long as you realize, you know, that there are ways and cures and ways to, to get better. And, and that part of life is, is, is about also fi- fixing and, and realizing things that need to be, uh, be better. Uh, in ways how to get better. So, are you shy? Are you shy? That's the that's the question. Then, you really need the growth mindset. That's kind of what what we've been saying. Even if it doesn't cure your shyness, and I don't know that you know technically if you're shy, you're shy. But you know, uh, once you identify something, then you know how to respond to it, and you know how to overcome it because you know you know you learn techniques and skills to as, as Ron said work around it work through it work over it work on, whatever you learn learn techniques it will it will help you keep from messing up your social interaction that's probably the most that, that's where sh- shyness and social interactions are kind of like that's Let, where it's a, that's where it's where it plays out let's say you're in graduate school and, and you've got the fixed mindset and you're shy, and, and the professor asks a question, and you know the answer, mm-hmm. but no one else in the class does. What good is it to sit there and not give the answer? Right, right. And but it, you know the answer all the time. Yeah. It, it's, it's to, it becomes this um, negative reinforcing loop. And it, it, if we can get you to get past that point, there's this whole... This entire week's podcast will have been a huge success for for us as well as you. So next week, 
we're going to take a closer look at bullying and mm -hmm. how the growth mindset might just be the solution. How about that? So make, be sure to be here for that. I'm Ron Hunt. This is the Growth Mindset Guru Podcast. I, I am Art Ware with Ron Hunt. Uh, and we, we're co-partners and collaborators on this. Mine is tagged as the um, what I call growth. It's, it's growth mindset, but it is um, it is growth mindset thinking. And uh, we'll, um, Ron and I will be back with you next week. Uh, and we look forward to continuing. Ron, thank you. Always a pleasure, Ron.